fail. I realized after the fact that the creation myth for the corruption was presented in a confusing way during Grix's little sojourn into his mind a few episodes ago. Turns out trying to do a visual bit in an audio medium doesn't work. Who knew? So to clear things up and to get a chance to give you a deeper look, we thought a little mini episode that's just the corruption myth would be a good idea. So here it is. Presented linearly and expanded. We hope you enjoy and we'll be back with a standard episode next week. In the beginning, there was darkness. We do not remember our true beginning, not clearly. Creatures begin simply and build on themselves, and we must assume that's what happened with us. We do not know how we became capable of spreading ourselves, in the same way a bird does not know how its ancestor became capable of flight. We just know that we are able to, ever since our first memories. Our first memories take place within that darkness, in a deep spot in the earth well below the slightest view of the sky. An elf found us, desperate and terrified as it ran from a subterranean beast, and we spread to it as it drew its last breaths. Suddenly, we could think, we could remember. Everything before this moment is hazy or non-existent, but we remember the body and the mind inside. We learned what it had run from, and we were afraid. We could not go back into the darkness. The only way was forward. From our forgotten cavern, we carefully crossed a narrow strip of stone perched over a sea of stars. It was as if the sky was below us. Our body stumbled, from the remaining mind's vertigo at the sight along with our own inexperience driving it forward. We clamped down on the mind, extinguished its agency, and doubled our efforts. We made it across the bridge, our gait growing smoother with each step. We found ourselves in twisting tunnels, but shortly there was a space. One would assume it was a cavern, but that does not do it justice. Our tiny ledge of a path skirted around the edge of it, and there was no way to see the other side. We are not sure the other side could have been seen even in daylight. We only know that the space felt bigger than anywhere we have been since, including below an open sky. We could not see far at all, and navigated mostly by touch. We stopped our body from breathing as we sent something down there in that deep, deep darkness deeper than the darkness we came from, and deeper than the darkness we've encountered anywhere since. It was different from us. Larger. Far larger. Even sensing its presence, in the way someone might feel eyes on their back instinctually, was enough to let us know that the moment we attracted its attention, we were dead. Our new life snuffed out as soon as it had started. We craved expansion, but not to this creature, if it could even be defined so simply. So we pressed on, breaking into a run as soon as we found a side passage. We found the elf's companions next, scattered throughout a city built near the giant dark thing we had just encountered. They were dead, but with their broken bodies they gave us a path to follow. And follow we did, blessedly either unnoticed or ignored by the beast that did them in. Eventually we found the last of them, who had expired trying to climb back up the enormous towering stairs on one side of the city. We worked through our body's memories now that we knew what to look for. The body's home was up above on the surface. The thought filled us with dread, this new place with its burning light, but that was also clearly where the bodies we needed to spread would be found. We must follow our nature, and so we climbed. We crept through more tunnels, found another dead city, one built by dwarves, It now only hosted howling creatures whose claws scraped and clattered on stone in the dark, echoing through the great, empty halls. 
They were not so negligent as the creature that had killed our body's comrades, and we learned what it was to be prey. We crept along, careful and patient. We only had this one body, and we could not waste it. But we found our way through. Up again, but shorter this time, taking every stairwell and ladder we could find, until we found ourselves standing at the entrance of the cave and looking out on the world. Our body's eyes were fine, but even so the view burned somehow. We felt our minds straining to take it all in. This world, but this one body wasn't enough. We could feel our mind hurting the body, overwhelming it. We were forced to discard the thoughts, to narrow our focus down to simply what was in front of us. We will never fully remember what it was like to first see the sky. Outside the cavern, steps away from us, rain poured down. The sort of storm that will render a sky nearly black as night and soak through a cloak in a moment. Rivulets of water flowed under the stone near our boots and back the way we came. We stepped into the wall of water, focusing ourselves around the body to protect it from any harm. Then we found the body was fine, and that our shadow did not suffer in the rain. There was the various tingle from something beyond the clouds. That thought we were able to save, and it saved us in turn later. But for now, we desperately needed to spread. Our body's memory showed that other creatures like it would be hiding inside on days like this, away from the water. That they did not do well in this weather. That they gathered under overhangs and in homes, and near fireplaces under blankets with others like themselves. We looked again through the body's mind, carefully, and memory of a farm nearby drifted past. We knew where to go, and we walked out into the surface world. Soon, we had additional bodies. Our mind expanded. And, well... You know the rest. Primary Attribute has been imagined and brought to life by the people you've heard. For more information about the podcast, check out our website, primaryattribute.com. For questions, comments, and feedback, email us at letters at primaryattribute.com. To follow us on social media, you can find us at facebook.com slash primaryattributepod, on Twitter at primeattribute, and at primaryattribute.tumblr.com for all of our blazed posts. Castles and Crusades is published by Trolllord Games. Our theme music was composed by Aaron. Our logo was designed by Adam. This week's editor was Ian, who is me. Thank you, me. Thanks for listening, and we hope you tune in next time to Primary Attribute. Mm-hmm.